What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of SSPN Live. I'm Jude, that's Ethan, and we're here to talk some Spurs. Um, yesterday, 121-113 loss to the Memphis Grizzlies um, without John Morant. But as we know from last season, they can do pretty well without John Morant. Um, so, yeah. you know, still a team that outmatches the Spurs talent-wise, even, you know, with the Spurs getting Yaka back. Um so this kind of just continues the theme, Ethan, that we've been talking about over these past couple streams. They really didn't have business being competitive in this game. They fought back a couple times, took the lead in the fourth quarter. I saw Jay Rich hit that shot. Um, so he's continued to kind of be clutched down the stretch, even though these past two games it hasn't turned into a W. Um, saw good things from Malachi, showcasing his scoring ability, um, as well as Trey Jones. That was probably the best part about this game, was just getting to see Trey and Tyus Jones go at it. Um, both leading scorers for the Grizzlies and the Spurs. Um, so yeah, good good job being competitive in this one. That's kind of my takeaway from it. Yeah, I th- I thought the score the end the final score would be similar with Dejounte with Devin and Keldon in the lineup. So the fact that they weren't there and we were still able to to make it a close game, especially down the stretch, mm-hmm. um, super impressed with everything that we were able to do. Um, expected a loss despite. John Moran not being there. Right. You know, if you just look at the Grizzlies roster, like up and down, they're just better at this yeah. point. They're just better. <laughs> like their, their young guys are Bain and Brooks and JJJ and Tyus Jones. And all four of those right. guys are significant pieces on that team. And mm-hmm. you can make the argument that, you know, Brooks or Bain, you know, you can make the argument that they're the second best player stars, like fringe stars next to a John Morant, who's obviously a superstar. Mm-hmm. And they have great coaching. Definitely they play with Desmond great cohesion. Bain. Yeah, Desmond Bain's up there. He's one of the best shooters in the league, three for five last night. Mm-hmm. And then they have great veteran presence as well. Steven Adams and 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 their bench always comes to play. Aldama is a very solid piece. Yep. He was perfect from the field last night, five for five. Um, Zaire they, Williams is a solid pickup. I remember when he was coming out of Stanford. That was somebody I wouldn't mind the Spurs picking up. X-Men, Xavier Tillman, also a very quality backup big. Mm-hmm. Um, I all that being said, still impressed that we were able to keep it competitive the way that we did. Jay Rich definitely helped in that third and fourth quarter, um, pulling us back into the game to possibly even win it. Uh, but the Grizzlies showed their experience in the foul game. We had 24 personal fouls where they had 15. Mm-hmm. Um, that's difficult to swallow. They didn't shoot all that well uh, from the free throw line, only 57%, but they still made 20 of 35 attempted so they were getting to the free throw line that tells me they were being aggressive um and they understand how to how to to pull away down the stretch the spurs only shot 16 they made 14 great percentage we're finally fixing that problem but we're not getting to the free throw line as often as we should be um so that really felt like the difference to me plus we didn't have our two best players but they didn't have jaw so at the end of the day better team shout out memphis grizzlies yeah kind of what i was uh pointing back to at the beginning of the episode was last year when Jaw got hurt and they went on that whole stretch. I think they went like 12 and two or something. Something like, like that. The, the point is they had like a, a solid winning record, yeah. like double digit wins and single digit losses throughout that long stretch of like 24 games or something. Um, so maybe it wasn't 12 and two because that would only add up to 14. But it was like a 20 game stretch or something where Jaw was out and they basically operated and stayed near the top of the Western Conference. So yeah, you know, considering, like you said, with Keldon and Devin out to be competitive with them, keep fighting back and end up taking the lead. Um, that's just once again, a progression from the beginning of the season. This game wouldn't have been as close in October. 
Absolutely, especially in the fourth quarter. Usually, they do- we get dominated right. in the fourth quarter early in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't get dominated. We only got outscored by three. Yep. You know, so that that's that's terrific down the stretch. And play. outscored them by six in the third. So yes, played a solid second half. It was really the first quarter that ruined it for us. We were outscored by ten. Mm-hmm. Um, they came out firing, and that's to be expected. You know, we're not a great team. I'm sure they came out right. thought that they could just beat us up in the first quarter and and go to sleep, and we would go away. Um, but we didn't. So. Shout out to the, our team as well. The Grizzlies kind of play like the Spurs mm-hmm. in a sense that everybody well, Taylor Jenkins the ball. is a Spurs guy. Yes, yes. He comes from Coach Pop's tree. Everybody touches mm-hmm. the ball. Um, it's unique in that John Morant is definitely their best player, their superstar. Right. But he doesn't dominate the ball in the sense that like a Luka Doncic, where it's Luka's going to beat you and nobody else. Like the Grizzlies can methodically take like tear you apart. And Ja likes sharing it. Like he likes yes. being flashy. Like he just thinks of that as another opportunity for him to play the way he plays. Exactly. Exactly. I'm a huge fan of JJJ I, as well. Yeah. We talked about this in the past. He mm-hmm. is an incredibly difficult matchup, especially for us. Sohan's a great versatile. player at that power forward spot. But yeah, but he's like a seven footer that can right. guard that can guard along the perimeter like right. Sohan, but he's also a shot blocker. So mm-hmm. he's literally impossible to to scheme up against. He had the double block on Jakob, and then Sohan got the offensive board, tried to put it back up. He got blocked as well. So he's an impossible matchup for anybody, not just us. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, I don't want to be like too. There's some point cards that could definitely beat him off the. Uh, <laughs> what's up, Houston? Um, just I had to acknowledge that for you. Yeah, that's great. Y'all listening on podcast, he says, "What's up, fart knockers." <laughs> Love it. Love it. Um, I don't even know what I was talking about. You were going to say that there are some guards that can beat him off the right, table, which right. is true. Any point guard, just be, when it's a point guard versus somebody who's that big, like it's just sometimes that's a mismatch. But you can really make the argument that he can guard like most twos, like two through five. Like it's 6'11", yeah. and, and he's got size too. And he's somebody you can play at the center position as well. Um, yeah, that so exact with matchup nightmare is exactly what you were saying malachi five for 11 he was minus 14 from the box score now i didn't watch the first half live mm-hmm. i just watched the highlights three turnovers is that what it was i mean yeah, i thought he maybe. played pretty well he looked solid That's what i was he gonna hit, say too two for five from three obviously getting more and more comfortable he's not hesitating getting mm-hmm. to the same spots so i don't have any complaints from malachi yeah, neither do I. I think this game was another example of just his progression. Um, you know, we're giving him 25 minutes a game now. He's pretty much locked in to that, you know, backup backcourt at the moment. Um, and hopefully he can just keep having a couple more, or not a couple more, a lot more than a couple, but hopefully he can keep having double-digit scoring games. I think that's a good mm. good little baseline for him for the rest of the year, kind of hovering around that 15-point range. I hope so. I'm curious. Yeah, that's a lot, but I yeah, I don't think he's going to do it every night, but like if he can get to that most nights, I think that's a solid goal. That bench unit right now, we're, we're running a, a five-man uh-huh. rotation. It's Branham, Jay Rich, Stanley, Doug, and Zach, right? So when Kelvin and Devin come back, I'm assuming Romeo will come off the bench, right? So who is Malachi going to continue to get well, those minutes? And then Blake Wesley's also back. Is he going to come into the lineup? So he's been on the team for the past couple games, but hasn't been playing. Yes. So he's been with the team. So I think that the trade deadline is going to play into a lot of this. That's that's coming up. That's right. I forgot yeah. about that. So, and then Devin's going to be out until after then anyway. 
That's true. So I feel like they're going to keep giving minutes to Malachi. You think we'll suddenly start having some Jay Rich, well, Doug McDermott rest or injury? Remember, that's what we were having before. That's right. So I'm, maybe that's coming back up. Yeah. But also I could see a situation where, and this could be still be under the same, like say we are trading them. Like that's the, I don't know what the word is. I can't think of it right now, but that's like the standard for this conversation, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, you could like not play Romeo at all. Cause we were doing that a little bit earlier in the year and still playing Jay Rich and Malachi together. Yeah. You know, uh, we started Keita Bates last night, so we might still start. That's we would probably just true. slide in Keldon, and then you could maybe take out Stanley and put in K- KBD. But the thing is, Stanley's been playing so well. Like, he even got more minutes than him last night. Um, and th- that's another thing is KBD played well last night. Yeah, he did. I mean, didn't he only scored on the stat sheet, but at the same time, I mean, made good. His shot looked better. That was the one thing I noticed. His shot looked more smooth, and it felt like it was, you know, we saw a lot of bricks earlier in the year, so... Hopefully we can see more of that uh, floor spacing ability from him on a consistent basis. That is, it's a, I guess it's a good problem to have right. for Pop. Like he's going to have a difficult time trying to see who he's going to give minutes to. Because if you do not play Romeo, you know that's also kind of sad because he's he's progressed a lot this season, and I think he deserves minutes. Well, I guess what I was saying there is that might be until the trade deadline. You see what I mean? Okay. It's still, it's still, yeah. Okay. Under that. Yeah. The, like the operation that we're trading them. So it could be like just for a couple games to keep, you know, out of respect, give these guys minutes and then transition to that lineup that we talked about. I think this might've been on a live before and sorry to interrupt you like on a long tangent here, but like where it's going to be Blake Malachi and Romeo Mm. and then, you know, whatever mixture of Zach and the fours. Stay after. Right. Yeah. Zach or, and Stanley or KBD yeah or Roby <laughs> like they, those or are Roby, kinda, yeah. they're all rotational so dude Stanley Johnson's continued to impress and I forgot I completely forgot I don't know why I, I think I was thinking of Malik Monk but when the Lakers were were terrible last year with uh-huh. Russ and, and them I forget that Stanley Johnson was like their second best player for a while mm-hmm. like looking back at their that's how bad that they were but Stanley was putting up some very good numbers <laughs> They needed him like more that they shouldn't have needed him, but there were like games last year where they needed him. I don't know why crazy. I was think like when he came to the team, like, okay, great depth player, like he'll give us some, what we need at that three four. But I forgot that he's actually not not been like a crazy, but he's he's played well on a team that was supposed to play well, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's, it shouldn't be a surprise that he's playing as well as he is, is my end point. Yeah. Yeah, I think he is still like surprising a little bit with the shooting, but everything else, but everything else that he does, I completely agree with you for sure. Well, I guess we can look in to this next game with the Grizzlies once again. Um, I was looking at the injury report, Keldon, and I want to say it might be Sohan, but Keldon is questionable. Mm. So maybe could get Keldon back tomorrow night, which would be pretty cool because with the way the first game went, that might be able to maybe allow us to steal one from the Grizzlies here. Um, But also, if Sohan is on the injury report as well, I know we've got the depth like we were just talking about. Um, That's hopefully both of those guys play is, I guess, the main point there. Um, It'd be a nice little warm-up for the big Alamo Dome game, unless they're just trying to save their legs for the Alamo (laughs) Dome game, but I don't think you need to. They're both so young. (laughs) Looking at the Grizzlies, obviously Jaws still out. Um, and yeah. Brandon Clark was ruled out 
yesterday before I the game. I forget he's even on the team. That's a, yeah, that's a, see, that's such a good that's piece, a, too. Yeah, they're starting Aldama. Like, he's like their third stringer. He's 21. Yeah. Yeah. And he he always plays well. And he's got potential. Exactly. 6'11, 215, like verse another versatile big. Um so yeah, <laughs> the Grizzlies are stacked. Um, yeah. as we've established. I'm trying to find here's the Spurs injury report. Yeah, so Keldon, it's not Sohan, it was KBD. Um Ooh. so Keldon and KBD are both questionable um for tomorrow. But for Keldon, that's solid because obviously before he was out so now to move him to day-to-day where he's questionable that's an upgrade um and then with kbd it was due to a right ankle sprain so i guess that must have happened in the game yesterday which might have been why he got 17 minutes so kbd injury (laughs) they're like minor though that's the thing like it's not like he's still gonna play like 60 games (laughs) solid solid i'm yeah whatever (laughs) i hope kelton plays um I love seeing the him versus Desmond Bain. Just like the oh, big bodies yeah. going at it. That's uh, always that's a great fun. matchup. That's fun for sure. Uh, Aaliyah says, Stanley Johnson like was like a 29 or 30% shooter his whole career. And yes, now yeah. that he's with the Spurs, he's shooting 55% since joining last month. Yeah, I, I, I want to say I saw before, it's probably gone up uh, from that updated number. But a couple of games ago, they put that graphic up on the screen. I want to say it was at like 52. So I think it's still gone up, but like that's... That is pretty nuts. That's the one thing that, like, since he's got here. And that ties into also, um, and I may have mentioned this on another live as well, but just the Spurs shooting, fixing thing with Chip England gone in Oklahoma City now. I didn't word that the most elegantly, but you know what I'm saying. The Spurs can still fix jump shots. That's that's what, there's still a little bit of life there, even despite Chip's absence or work for a division rival. Correct. Very well said. Yeah. So love to see that uh, from Stanley from three in San Antonio. Uh, Houston says Malachi is definitely a system player as he becomes more applicable to the system. He'll really shine. He's definitely learning um, out there for sure right now. And once once he learns what to do, um, I I get what you're saying there for sure. I, I wouldn't say that he's like necessarily just a system player, but I think what you're saying is that once he gets acclimated to the system, that is where he begins to shine, which would line up with what happened at Ohio State because really it, he was a true freshman. And then in the last 20 games of the year, that's really where he came on and was averaging like 20 and, and five assists per game. So I, I don't like he is and he isn't for those because I know when a lot of people hear system player, they think like, oh, he's like a, you know, like um, Jake like Crowder, a, Patty Mills, right? Like when in prime Spurs. But yeah. See, he has a higher potential than that, but I think, but I still agree with the sentiment that it takes him a little bit to get acclimated. And once he, you ready? Showtime on May third. Summer starts with the Fall Guy. We do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Knows it. That's when he's really going to shine. You can't just put him in there and he's going to get buckets immediately where you can with some guys. Yeah, it depends on your definition of system player. Right. I would disagree with what he said, Houston, only because to me, Malachi scores in the same way that Steve Smith scores, or maybe if you want to go Joe Johnson, these kind of guys that 
they themselves are a system. Like the way that they score is very mechanical. Mm-hmm. They score off the dribble. They can get you in that mid-range area, you know, and create space with their bag and either make a shot for themselves or create a shot for somebody else, um, which is rare and it's difficult. But once you get to that point, you know, it's special. And if he can acclimate his system into our system, then yes, I do believe that he will continue to evolve even more. He's still trying to find that adjustment. Um, but I think it really all comes back to just his shot mechanics and fixing yeah. that. Cause if he just gets a little more arc on it, his entire game will turn around. Yeah. And, and the great news for the Spurs there is you have Kelton Johnson as a huge yeah. example because his shot, you know, a lot of people, when I watch other broadcasters, when in the Detroit win, I had the Detroit broadcast for like the first half or so. Yeah, um, me too. And, forget what i was gonna say no they said the keldon has a rainbow shot they're like rainbow shot from keldon johnson but it's like he has a ton of arcs so the fact that yeah. somebody else on the team has that and of course there's other guys who it's not as high as keldon but they have more um but just keldon coming in not having a jump shot and then getting that arc um i think that'll be an easy transition for malachi there mm, i agree yeah for sure um looking at other things about tomorrow's game. I guess the main theme is honestly, this is just the lead up to the Alamo Dome game, which we will not be doing a post game for because I am going, uh, which was out of nowhere. Uh, Shout out to my girlfriend for that. Great deal. Um, And hopefully they break the record and I'm going to be there. And hopefully a bunch of people are going to learn about SSPN. No, I'm just playing. Yeah, I'm going to pass out note cards. No, (laughs) yeah. I, the thing not? is, is she, no, she might wear the shirt because she has a shirt. An SSPN shirt? Yes. So yeah. I was thinking, no, never mind. No, what, what <laughs> the, are we going to do? I, I, don't, I don't have, like, the, I have limited gear and I, no. You're going to wear okay. an SSPN shirt? No, I don't. I didn't want her to wear the Devin Vassell shirt because it's uh-huh. like, you know, she's wearing, I, I know it's Devin Vassell, but, you know, it's another, another dude. Oh, so you're gonna wear the Devon shirt? I, I, well, the thing is, I don't have the only other like Spurs gear I have, which is a shame. Well, it's because these two jerseys behind me, like I, I get. I think I think I might take the Dejounte one now. Like it's taken a little bit. Yeah, I don't know, but like they're they're hanging up. So I guess I could give her one of those. I could give her the Manu jersey, but Mm. I don't know. The only thing, the only other thing is I have is a championship polo, but that's besides the point. We're here to talk about the Spurs, <laughs> but it's gonna it's gonna be a fun game. Is the is the point? Um, yeah. But I need to. I might need to get some gear, like go to like Lid's locker room or something, and, and get some more gear. But I can't believe, like, I feel like I had. Well, I definitely did have more gear as a little kid. Now that I'm thinking about it, I just grew out of it, and now we're at the age where our parents don't just buy us all that stuff anymore. So that's 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 really what i'm realizing that's that's the main takeaway yeah. here <laughs> it's got really deep and sad yeah, i know no. <laughs> we don't get gifts anymore <laughs> right <laughs> we're adults <laughs> our lives are dismal oh my gosh anyways okay back to the grizzlies if keldon comes back do you think there's a shot of them winning this game i think they can i think there's a shot yeah of course. I mean, the Memphis Grizzlies are our rival, despite how much we compliment their roster. And if Keldon's there, that gives us an extra, what, maybe 20 points, 20 plus. He's another threat. He can create shots for other guys, get Romeo going, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. We have a chance. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm I'm just excited to see them keep competing. That's the main thing I want to see. I, I like I I echo everything you said. I agree there. Um, but it's also like I could see a loss too. <laughs> it's hard to hope for Spurs wins this season. You never know. We could come out so flat right. and just get behind by twenty, and then we'll claw back and we'll go on a run yeah. in the third, and then we'll still lose by six. That's kind of what happened in the game. It is what happened, pretty much. Yeah, (laughs) so I could see that happening again, despite having Keldon there. We'll we'll Mm -hmm. see. Yeah, it'll. It it, hopefully he can be there because it's it is just questionable. Like he could not play, Mm -hmm. but um, hopefully it's a competitive game. The the main thing though is like we have the exact opposite record of them right now. They're twenty seven and thirteen. We're thirteen and twenty seven. That's kind of been a theme for the Spurs over the past couple games. We played the Nets after that one. We had like the exact Mm, opposite record of them. Well, actually we're 13 and 28, but one game off. Besides the point. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, The point is, is that if we're, when we're playing teams with records like this, like, and it's not just all about the record. I'm not saying this is all what it comes down to, but in a blanket way, if we're competitive, it's a good thing. <laughs> like, yeah. like when a team has basically an opposite record of us at this point of the season and we bring it to the wire, I'm going to be satisfied. My goal, the thing I want more than anything is not a win. It's it's close losses. Because if we continue to rack up these close right. losses and we just go get a top three, top five pick, add it to this team, suddenly those close losses become... Mm-hmm close wins you know and we're that much closer to being in the playoffs right and back to what we're used to which is and winning. you know what i'm thinking also ethan while you're saying this and we've probably said this in some capacity before but it's getting guys reps in clutch situations yes and that's kind of where our downfall has been and that just naturally comes with youth like that was going to happen regardless that's not like it's not like they're doing anything they shouldn't be well i mean they they are doing things they shouldn't be doing but when you're 22 years old in the nba like that's kind of they're learning from it right that's the main thing um and so to get more that's another reason why you want close losses you can just have more and more of those situations and more reps in those situations but you know another thing that i was thinking about that we haven't talked about yet that pertains to the spurs uh you sent me a tweet the other day a dominic barlow stat line down in Austin. Oh, yeah. And the last time we were here, I think there have been a couple Austin Spurs games. So we can go ahead and check out those here for a second. But mainly you sent me one with Dominic Barlow where he had like 16 points, seven boards, five blocks, and like two steals. Yeah. Um, so definitely his best game as an Austin Spur and just in the G League in general. I'm trying to find the schedule. As we talk here, speaking of which, Scoot is on tonight. I'm thinking about watching him on ESPN Plus. They're playing the Mexico City Capi- Capitanes, I think. I, I probably totally butchered that. That's okay. Um, That's okay. <laughs> but they are five and one, you know. So I, I think I'm going to become a G League truther, Ethan. I think that's I, I'm going to just That's know. All. See the main Celtics. They're six and zero. Oh. Mm. led by Lucas Hamanich. He's Don't coming for those. The... Sorry, go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> I was Catch just going to say he's going for the G League MVP. Go ahead. <laughs> Don't forget about the Motor City Go-Go's oh, and, their, and their incredible dynasty. That's the Capital run. City. Capital City. city. But there is me. a Motor City team. So Motor City you, you know your G League, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> your G League culture. Okay. Oh, boy. I'm trying to find the last Austin Spurs game. It's no, no problem if you can't. Some, 
No, somehow I got to like January 12th. That was the weird thing. Mm. I got like to a weird place on the schedule. A place I shouldn't have been, Ethan. Oh, okay. Dom <laughs> Dom Barlow's game though, just that stat line. I didn't we I didn't watch the game. I don't think you Neither did either. Did but yeah. just proving again and again that he's very versatile and he's got a lot of upside, a lot of athleticism. If he can just harness those tools, those God given tools, and try and get a little more skill, that he's somebody I could definitely see getting a roster spot down the line because he's Still only what nineteen? Yeah, yeah. Or he he's twenty. I want to say twenty. Okay, yeah. twenty. Still young. Um, but yeah, that was uh, a win. The first win uh, on the road for the Austin Spurs this year, um, beating the College Park Skyhawks. I don't know which team that is. I've noticed there's been a lot of. Okay, they're in Georgia, so they might be the Atlanta. Uh, they might be the. Yeah, that would make sense. They're the Skyhawks. The Hawks, yeah, yeah. They're the Hawks. Yeah. Um, but there's been a lot of G League teams that have like rebranded. Um, yeah, Spurs were ahead of that. We've got we 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 got like Austin Spurs Fiesta jerseys. We've got like this other thing that we do. I don't. It's I forget what it is, but it's I I know what it is, but it's hard for me to describe it. But Dominic Barlow had 16 points, five blocks, seven boards, and two assists in that game. Wow. Yeah, 27 minutes, eight for 14 overall shooting. And the other thing about that um, was I I want to say that was his first start because wow. a lot okay. of guys went back up. Um, that makes sense. To the Spurs, right. So this given way. the opportunity, he grasped it and put up great numbers. Yeah. You know who didn't do that? <laughs> who? Jordan Hall. <sighs> Poor guy. He he went two for three from three, which okay. is solid. That's nice. Ha- had a steal and a block. Three mm. assists, but those threes were the only shots he made. He went two for 11. Had my guy... Oh, I know you. I know who you're about to ask for Tommy Cousy. <laughs> yep, 19 minutes, three for eight, one for two from three. At seven and six, though, six boards, six assists, plus He's 22. He might become Highest my new Drew Eubanks. <laughs> Get my guy Cousy. It's an animal. <laughs> a max contract. Uh, Alize didn't play. Oh, they, maybe they that's why we won. They, they, <laughs> You know, the sad part is, is like, that's not that far off, even though he puts up numbers every time he goes in. He just drives. Like, when he comes up to the Spurs, it's like, I'm watching him play. I'm like, dude, do you not know? Like, like you're, all, you're a two-way contract right now? You're not supposed to be dominating He's the like, ball like no, this. I'm, I'm LeBron. Literally, I've though, got it's... I've got the Sprite Coast to Coast from 2K to 14. 14, yeah. He tries. Oh, my gosh. He's so, got yeah. the confidence. <laughs> Austin Spurs, we're seeing some continuous good developments down there for old boy uh, Dominic Barlow, who will probably spend the most time down there this year. Um, Their next game is against Mexico City in Mexico City um, on Friday at 7 o'clock. Be safe, guys. Don't go out. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. so Spurs play tomorrow against the Grizzlies, and then they have the Alamo Dome game, of course, on Friday. I guess we can just do a little bit of a preview of that. Um, it's the Warriors. The flip side is this year they've literally only been the Warriors at home. Yes, true. <laughs> so that's one thing. Steph's probably going to play, which isn't good for win prospects, but it's great for me because mm-hmm. I'm going and I'm like, yeah. I get to see Steph Curry live. Um, other than that, <laughs> uh, I think, I, I mean, it's just going to be an awesome environment. All the videos, everything that's going to come out of it 
Yeah. Them wearing the the Fiesta jerseys, tag team performing at halftime, all of the, the, the 90s theme, being in the Alamo Dome, being on ESPN for once, finally. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's more about that than it really yeah. is the game. But hopefully it's competitive, and that's actually like not unreasonable to say. Um, but also there's a chance that the Warriors just <laughs> blow them out by 30. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go with option B on that one. Uh, (laughs) Warriors are going to win. Hopefully it's not a blowout for your sake, Jude, and for the sake of the other 40,000 people in the arena. 65. 65,000. Breaking the record. Excuse me. 65,000 people in the arena. Um, But the silver lining, the, the good thing about this game will be we're on ESPN, and hopefully the nation and the media will actually be like, hey, Kelton Johnson's not that bad. You know, <laughs> uh, hey, the Malachi? Spurs are actually building something. Jeremy Sohan's not just a bad shooter. He's actually got some skill. That's Devin's not gonna... playing. Oh, my so I, I was going to say Devin, but I, he's not. Playing. No, you're so right. That makes me so sad because that like if he was playing in this game, oh. that is who everybody would be on Twitter yes. about afterwards. They'd be like, oh, my God, who is this guy? And that's exactly what happened. I told you about Deshaun a couple weeks back who like. There are people who have high-level basketball people that aren't in tune with the Spurs because they're the Spurs, and then they see the tough shots that these guys are making and the step-backs and and, and their skills, and Mm -hmm. yeah, they're like, oh, wow, those are future all-stars. That's what I hope happens. Sad that Devin's not playing. But I will say this, and I'm speaking directly to you. Romeo. Stanley Johnson, actually. (laughs) I'm speaking to Stanley Johnson right now. Look right in the camera. Okay. If we're down by 30... And Draymond Green is in the game. Needs you to hit him as hard as you can and start a fight. I don't care if he get kicked out. No, I need San this Antonio will go crazy. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm st- hoping. We will storm the floor and defend him. All right. Now, I don't want to start. Because if no, that actually no, happens, they're going to come no. find us, Judah, and, and, and get arrest us for uh what's the inciting law? violence inciting violence we so incited the entire hoping. thing we're not san antonio is gonna crucify draymond green at the alamo oh good lord <laughs> and with that note <laughs> i'm just playing all jokes all jokes um but yeah uh sohan versus draymond i i, I can't believe i didn't talk about that that should be oh funny. yeah that should actually be really fun to watch that that probably one guy be... scr- screaming and yelling and the other guy <laughs> pinching nipples I, and <laughs> That's what I want. Yeah, I want him to pitch Draymond's nipple and then Draymond just go ballistic and get ejected. And then Sohan's just in the back like, hee hee, I'm 19. Hey, hee. <laughs> he he's, so, he's so quirky. He's so cheeky. He's... <laughs> oh, Sohan. I, I love his different variety of hair. And... Mm-hmm. I need a Doug poster again. Oh, we need a Doug poster on James Wiseman. Ooh, and then we we flop him. We trade him. The game after the game. Trade for him. <laughs> Doug Doug for Wiseman. It's straight yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. The the poster will convince Steve. I think so. I forget Steve's coming back. That'll be kind of cool. That will be. He'll probably. You know what? He might be. You know how they honor. Like yeah, I bet they honor the, him. The fifty the fiftieth anniversary. We've been honoring people every game. I yeah. bet you it's probably Steve. Yeah, that and would be a good who, thing to do. No, there I was, was going to say, is there an ESPN commentator that's from the Spurs? But no, none of them played no. with us. There, But we've done that before with people like a yeah. part of, like the, I want to say it was every game. Antonio Williams. No, but it was like, it was a broadcaster for the Grizzlies. 
Like he, yeah. we've had people from other teams who have connections to the Spurs. Like we've honored them that night conveniently, if yeah. that makes sense. Every single so I, game. Right, right. So I could see, uh, I could see our boy, our boy, Steve. Did you see Brent yeah. Perry? Yeah. <laughs> the last game. I love that, Brent Perry. that was so, that interview is the best. Cause he was like, why are y'all like, I see you guys every day. Like, why am I even doing this? <laughs> He's the like, best dude. I love yeah. him. Oh, if you ever watch, so you go watch his old uh, NBA on TNT. They used to do this show called Open Court, and he was on uh-huh. it a lot. He's got such great, like I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. he's he, he, such yeah. great comments. I love Brent Berry. Uh, but I was gonna say, I went to a, a Bulls, the Bulls Spurs game that one time, mm-hmm. and they honored you know Demar, and that was a big thing. And then like in the half at like during a timeout, it's like a really high. Uh, high emotion moment for the the bulls scrum the little you know and the assistant coaches were like yelling and stuff and they're like we want to honor bulls assistant coach maurice cheeks and they had like a whole video from maurice cheeks and maurice cheeks was like <laughs> he like turned around and looked at the video and he's like okay hi he played here for like 30 games like he barely had his fur and we like gave him a big standing ovation and he was so confused oh my gosh yeah that's Hilarious. that's so spurs yeah any final thoughts before we wrap up this SSPN live, Ethan? Let's keep losing, but keep it competitive. It's always yep. enjoyable to watch. Love to see it. Love to see it. Do you think in the near future, maybe we should do like some prospect breakdowns? We can. I think, do you, do you have ESPN plus? I think my cousin has it. If he does, that is like where all the G League games are on. Like most of the Ignites games are on ESPN Plus. I have the oh, well, Disney I have bundle. A, yeah, I have I have a League Pass, so I have them. Oh well, there you go. Right. Yeah. So I was gonna. That's where I've been watching a lot of the G League games. I'm like, oh, free Scoot game. Let's go check this out. And most nights he has like at least twenty. So it's fun to watch. And also they have like I forget they they have some other dudes on that G League Ignite team. Like there was a dude that I hadn't thought of in forever. John Jenkins. Do you remember him? Mm-mm. okay he played on the suns um in like 2016 he played on the hawks in like the early 2010s the point is it was like when they had um Jarrett jack and amir johnson the first year they did it with jalen green like they had those two guys on the team but they have like john jenkins there's another person i can't remember but they have a couple other like former like nba rotation players on the team and it's just funny to watch them playing in the g league Jarrett jack was playing in the g league G the first year with jalen green Jarrett jack and amir johnson were both on g league ignite i'm dead dude it's so fun that's why i've been watching them like i've been watching them ever since because it's so funny because they have like random vets that is crazy Jarrett jack shout out to him i was watching one of his games the other day yeah i need to go the other night you were talking about just watching old spurs games i need to go back and do that um yeah he was in the it was a warriors 2013 warriors spurs game one semifinals uh he was playing was for or no you said warriors yeah yeah when did did he was he on one of he went to cleveland but was he was he on the Kyrie team, the Kyrie LeBron team? He, he played with Kyrie, but that's not what LeBron. I thought. Not okay. LeBron. Okay. okay, I don't think LeBron. Maybe the first yeah, year, but I'm pretty sure he was like 14. He played with Kyrie. Right. I don't know why that mattered to me. It was just that popped up in my brain. I was like thought of him as the Cavs, and then I wanted to know. Anyways, our man Mez says would be dope if they brought out Dennis Rodman. He only mm. played in the Dome, uh, and he never played in Hemisphere Arena or the AT and T Center. So yeah, that would be super super cool. Or just you know another player that only played in the Dome. It could be David too. I didn't think about that. They could easily do David. I wonder if they bring out one. multiple guys. 
like just have a- all of them. Avery, Steve. yeah, Avery, Steve, David, Steve Smith, like a bunch of the guys that won the ninety nine when we were still in the in the we were in the dome in ninety nine, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The more we're talking about this, Ethan, I think my main thing is I hope it captivates the NBA's attention for the night, which I think it will. I think I hope so. Yeah, I mean it's on it's on ESPN. It's like six thirty. Yeah. Come on, like so. Hopefully, it's 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 this is this is our opportunity to do it, and it's just going to be in a different venue. There should be all the Fiesta gear, all that stuff. Oh, Ethan, I'm so uh, we just talked about this whole thing about my girlfriend earlier. The T-shirt. Mm-hmm. We're getting a free T-shirt at the game because of the deal we got. So that doesn't even matter. <laughs> hey, now. There just go, go shirtless and put that shirt on. Oh, my gosh. Right. <laughs> Show up me. It was like, yeah. Are you getting a shirt? It's like, I'm, I'm going to wear the one you give me in a second. Oh, I'm, I'm, well, if you'd give it to me. Yeah. You have my shirt, actually. <laughs> they're, they're keeping it from me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they need to give me my shirt back okay we appreciate y'all a lot of banner in this one we hope you guys enjoyed it um we'll be back tomorrow night for the post game against the memphis grizzlies and then we might do a live over the weekend or whenever the next game after the alamo dome is um we will definitely do that one for sure we appreciate y'all hanging out with us we'll catch you guys in the next one don't forget to like and subscribe if you enjoyed today's episode and Follow us on Twitter at SSPN on YT to watch and at Jude McLaren and at Ethan underscore Quintero to stay updated. We'll catch y'all later. We appreciate y'all. See y'all in the next one.